Navient Corp., the largest U.S. student loan servicer, is under fire for allegedly mistreating borrowers to the tune of $4 billion. Last week, a federal judge refused to dismiss a lawsuit against Navient filed by the U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The suit, which was filed in the waning days of the Obama administration, accuses Navient of a raft of abuses that minimized its own costs while leaving borrowers to pay off more debt. It's one of several facing Navient, which is also being sued by attorney general, attorneys general in Illinois and Washington. With me to talk about the lawsuit is Dalia Jimenez, professor at the University of Connecticut School of Law and a founding member of the CFPB. Dalia, thanks for joining us. Can just start by telling us who, who this company Navient is, because I'm not sure that everybody listening uh, is very familiar with them. So um, if they're not familiar with them, they're probably familiar with Sally May, which is the the company that um, Navient um, uh, came from, as it were. Um, Sally May, I think partly because um, they were having uh, some PR issues, changed their name to Navient, and, you know, they, they sort of split off some businesses. And now Navient is um, handling all student loan servicing and any student loan, private student loan originations um, that are going on, which are pretty small. But basically they are the um, they they're handling 30 percent or so of the student loan servicing for the federal government which means they have about um, 12 million Americans um, uh, as part of their portfolio of uh, loans and turning to the lawsuit what is it that Navient allegedly did wrong here um, well, it's kind of a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, the CFPB and Attorneys General Madigan um, and um, uh, Ferguson are arguing that um, there were a lot of different problems, some at origination with private student loans um, that, private, uh, that, that individuals have put into risky subprime loans that were designed to fail, um, and then uh, the bulk of the problems seem to be coming in on the servicing, um, and in particular the servicing of federal loans that um, where the students were having trouble making payments or the borrowers were having trouble making payments. Um, one of the bigger allegations is that uh, um, Navient um, uh, put students or, or recommended uh, forbearance and deferral, and deferral plans um, instead of putting students into income-based uh, repayment plans that were available to them, and which sometimes might have meant that they had to pay $0 per month. Um, uh, instead, they paid $0 per month, um, but in a forbearance uh, or a deferral um, that uh, the interest was accumulating, um, and they um, and, and eventually they would be they would have to sort of uh, pay all of that whenever the deferral or the forbearance um, ended. And the CFPB is alleging that um, four billion dollars in interest charges um, accrued for referral uh, deferrals and forbearances um, in a five-year period or four and a half-year period, um, and they think that a lot of that was illegitimate. And so this ruling from a federal judge uh, last week, what is the significance of that ruling in, in, in terms of this lawsuit? Well, Navient was trying, this is a motion to dismiss, Navient was trying to basically say, at least as, as to some of the allegations, um, they, uh, the CFPB was not, um, um, you know, the, the part of the lawsuit should be thrown out. Um, the 
court ruled on sort of um, all of their allegations um, very thoroughly. And um, the first one that the, that Navient was, um, the first argument they were trying to make was that the CFPB lacked statutory authority to file a lawsuit against them before engaging in any rulemaking um, about what would constitute an unfair or deceptive practice in the student loan servicing area. Um, and if that were the case, then, you know, we'd basically have many, many years of rulemaking before any lawsuits could be filed, and the court dismissed that argument pretty quickly. Um, they also challenged the, the constitutionality of the structure of the CFPB, and there have been a number of lawsuits by, um, by entities that were sued by the CFPB who countered with, um, you know, this argument that the CFPB was illegitimate or that the structure was unconstitutional in some way. Um, only one of them, uh, the PHH case, uh, is um, there was ever an opinion that um, agreed with um, the, uh, the, in, the companies um, in this regard, and that one is up on en banc review. Um, and um, basically the, the court here said, uh, it, I, you know, in many, many pages of argument, it, does not, it agreed with everyone else um, who said, you know, there's no constitutional issue here. Um, there's no, the director, um, you know, structure is, it passes constitutional muster, um, and the CFEB can continue with this lawsuit. Um, the other arguments they had were a little more um, on point, and frankly, a little when when said out loud, it's sort of a little embarrassing, I think, um, because uh, the CFPB was arguing that there, through some statements that Navient had on their website, telling students or borrowers, if you have trouble with your loans, um, come to us. We can help you. We can, um, you know, put you in a good repayment plan. Um, and then they did not do that. They violated not just that duty, but they were being deceptive um, in in basically telling students they would help them with that, and then actually uh, putting them in what was most helpful to Navient, not to the student. Okay, well, the Dahlia, argument- we're we're, we're yeah. going to have to leave it there. I'm afraid. Uh, thank you for joining us, Dahlia Jimenez at the University of Connecticut School of Law former founding member of the CFPB.